episode 72 for July 2009. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They want to be your one-stop shop for your weekly comic needs, and they offer discounts that can't be beat by taking up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. An example this month is the first issue of the Spider-Man The Clone Saga miniseries. The cover price is 4 bucks. Mail order has it for $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com and tell them the Crawl Space sent you. Welcome back, Webheads, to our first show in July. We've got a good one for you this month. We've got not one, but we've got two Spider-Man writers. We have one of our regulars, writer Tom DeFalco. Welcome, Tom. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. And we have, we're happy to announce we've got uh, Howard Mackey on the line. We've never had Howard before, so welcome, Howard. Glad to be here, Brad. All right. Now, if you haven't heard, you're not a true Spider fan, but Tom and Howard are teaming up to write an upcoming miniseries titled Spider-Man The Clone Saga. This is being dubbed as how the two originally wanted to write the story and how they originally wanted to go down. So tell me a bit about the miniseries. Howard, did you find some notes? Is that what happened? How this, how it came about? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, almost a, over a year ago, I was going through some old notebooks, and I'm as with most writers, I, I'm a uh, habitual uh, note taker. <laughs> and as I was flipping through one of the old notebooks, I found a couple of pages that were from the very first meeting in which the storyline that went on to become known as the Clone Saga uh, was first pitched. And it was the original month-by-month -month, uh, breakdown uh, mm. that we had originally planned. And it was surprising even to me because... I had, in, it, over the years when we've spoken about the Clone Saga, which right. went on to be a two-and-a-half-year storyline, <laughs> right. I'd always said, oh, no, we, the writers planned it being much shorter. It was only supposed to be six months long, spread out amongst the four books. But when I looked at my notes, I found out that I was wrong. And, in fact, the original plan was for it to only last three months over wow. the four books. So 12 issues, in, out, done. So are these like notes that – was Tom your boss at the time, or are these like notes you shared with him at the time, or how did that work out? Uh, well, th this was uh, the in, – in comic books, periodically, the editors call together the, the creators to sit mm -hmm. down and hash out uh, future plans. And this was one of those those meetings, which was in a hotel conference room, if I'm correct. Uh, do you remember, Tom? Was it – Yes, it, it was some – I don't remember the name of the hotel. Mm -hmm. it, um, it was what we referred to as the Spider Meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, Danny Fingroth was the editor of Spider-Man at that time, and he brought in Howard and um, uh, Mark DeManis. And Terry Cavanaugh. Terry Cavanaugh. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we had a couple of artists there as well. We had uh, Tom Lyle, maybe, and... Um, and and Jerry Jr., and, and, um, and I remember Sal Buscema. Yeah, I don't know that Jr. was even involved at that point, Tom. But, but okay. yeah, early on, maybe, maybe Alex Savick, maybe, or maybe he was wrapping up his end of uh, web, actually, wasn't he? Yeah, so Alex yeah. might have been there. I mean, you know, that was many, many years ago, and Tom is getting old, so we can't uh, <laughs> uh, can't rely on his memory. It's a good thing oh, you guys yeah, are separated. Yeah, <laughs> so. So you, you you hash these ideas out at the Spider Conference, and originally mm -hmm. a six-month 
idea stretched to two years? Was what was there was like a amazing idea? Oh, it was a two month idea really? No, three, month, three month, three month, month idea. Was was there an issue in mind where it was going to wrap up, like say Amazing Four Hundred or something like that? Or unfortunately, I don't have my notes directly in front of me. Otherwise, I would be able to tell you yeah. <laughs> which it, issue uh, it was. It was going, but yes, there was. Okay. It, it was there was an issue in mind in which, and I believe Tom, it was going to be your issue uh, that the whole whole thing was going to wrap up in, and we were going to move on. I mean, it was really not. <laughs> planned for for um, for two and a half years, and uh, that quickly got uh, derailed. Okay, but but I want to bring up a point here. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not the only guy going senile here. <laughs> um, I, I, when I got involved with it, I um, I uh, the guys had put this this together, but I wasn't really part of the Spider-Man team. Mm-hmm. At, at that stage, um, I was the editor in chief, and Danny, you know, presented the idea of the Clone Saga to me. Um, I thought at the time it was crazy, <laughs> and um, and and then he said, "Oh no, the guys are really into it. The guys are really into it." And I said, "Oh, come on, Danny, the Clone Saga," <laughs> and. Uh, Oh, uh, oh, oh, not even the clone side. I was just referring to to the old clone idea, because you know the Jerry Conway had done the, the right. Jerry Stacy clone, mm-hmm. and, and Jerry later on had always hated that idea, and then had like, you know, in somewhere along the line had even done like a a, a Spider-Man annual or something that debunked yeah. the whole thing with the High Evolutionary, if I remember correctly, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I said, "Oh, you're going to bring back the clones? You know, <laughs> how, how am I ever going to face Jerry again?" <laughs> uh, and 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 Danny convinced me to show up at the at the meeting the following day to to listen to the guys' ideas. And and you you pretty much were coming to the meeting to tell us how it wasn't going to work, right? <laughs> I was going to come in and say, "Come on, guys, it can't possibly forget about it. Let's try to come up with something else." Yeah. That was my intention. However. During the course of the meeting, everyone, you know, when I walked in, everybody kind of knew I was going to put the squash on it. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing about me, I was somewhat consistent. Uh, and uh, well, if I if I can just just interrupt because Tom was not perhaps not privy to what happened on the the writers' end when we pitched it to uh, Danny. And Danny was a little uh, squeamish about it at first, and we, we eventually won him over, and he said to us, Tom is never going to go for this. <laughs> and we, we said, asked him at the end of the meeting, Danny, bring Tom back. Let us pitch it to him directly. But whatever you do, don't tell him what it's about. <laughs> because, <laughs> and, and, and I'm telling you, we all... Did and still do love Danny. He was a great editor and a gr- just a great person in general. Loved working every minute of every day with him. But we knew Danny could present something along the lines of, well, you know, the guys came up with this idea, and I'm not really sure about 
no matter, <laughs> whether he loved it or not. And so we asked him not to do it <laughs> to Tom. But, of course, Danny immediately went to Tom that evening after after the meeting and said, the guys have this idea, and, <laughs> and now Tom can pick up the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in, in, you know, in Danny's defense, um, he wanted me to show up at the meeting, and I had a bunch of other things to do the following day. And I said, I, I really don't. You know, I'd like to get over there. Maybe I can have lunch with the guys or something. No, no, no. We really need you there. And and then explain to me why. Um, But when I went to the meeting and the guys, you know, started to explain to me why they wanted to do this story and what they thought they could accomplish with this story. Right. The passion in that room was incredible. Mm Mm-hmm. didn't we get yelled at by the hotel? <laughs> uh, yes, at a certain point, because nice. everybody was getting so excited about the stuff that the, the, they bring. Now, now, we were in a, a conference um, mm-hmm. thing, um, and I think there was a conference going on a couple rooms down, and, and they could hear the guys who so passionate. So you, you um, guys are banned in a lot of holiday inns across the United States, right? <laughs> We work in comics. That's just in general. Yeah, yeah no you know, doubt. I, I about that. But anyway, <laughs> so and I and I always remember Sal, who, mm-hmm. you know, who I had known, you know, for years, um, uh, and you know, I was too, so surprised that Sal was so passionate about this storyline. Mm-hmm. So Sabia Sama had seen pretty well every kind of storyline you could ever see. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, he was passionate, you know, and, and you know, guys like Howard and, and, and Debatis, I kind of expect to be passionate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just an amazing thing. And I, you know, and I kept saying, oh, come on, come on, come on. Um, and, and I said, you know, blah, 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 blah. And at one point, Peter will quit. Um Will will allow Ben to take over and Peter will quit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and I kept saying, Well, why would Peter quit? Why would Peter quit? <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. And then I think I think I, I am unfortunately answered my own question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Howard, talk about how the project got approved. You you found the notes. What did you do after that? Well, well, I mean, as Tom just explained, he he came into the meeting and started out by trying to shoot the idea down, and and quite frankly, I mean, it was it was going to live or die with Tom. Um, Terry Cavanaugh, I, I would like to say, was the person who had planted the original <laughs> seed for the for the story uh, to go forward, because we were under a lot of uh, sales pressure to. Um, to to uh, get, get the Spider-Man books uh, as the next big uh, selling <laughs> selling thing in you comics. To, you wanted top X-Men. Uh, yes, absolutely, yeah. and and quite frankly, and top the death of Superman. Yeah. And we were looking for something, and we we were we were requested to come up with something that would be the akin would be akin to that the death of Superman, something that would turn things. Uh, on their head for for a while, and would get people talking about the Spider-Man books in a way that perhaps they had not in in a while. And Terry Cavanaugh had originally uh, presented the idea. He had said it kind of sheepishly to me, 
And when we were going around the table to uh, pitch ideas to to Danny, uh, I just elbow, elbowed him very hard to get him to speak forward, and the writers kind of jumped on board. And then, like I said, the big the big um, hurdle, um, potential stone wall was going to be uh, Mr. DeFalco. And as I said, he, he started out trying to shoot the idea down, and as he asked the questions of why would Peter leave, why would Peter leave, all of a sudden he said, well, unless they, Mary Jane got pregnant. Hmm. And every, that was, I believe, the point at which everybody yelled so loud that uh, <laughs> the, the hotel got the complaint because all of a sudden it just snowballed, and that was the hook, the hook that we were looking for as a group. Right. And eventually that's, you know, when, when we realized um, – there was only one person that could actually write that story, <laughs> and and that was Tom. And, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Tom. That is how you actually came back onto the uh, the, the Spider-Man books. Not quite. Not quite. Um, I you know I, I believe that anybody in that room could have written those stories. Um, <laughs> I uh, after the meeting was over. Um, Danny and Sal kind of, you know, grabbed me on the side and stuff like that because Danny was looking for. Danny needed a writer for one of the one of the books. Um, I, I guess it was spectacular, Sal's book. Mm-hmm. Um, and he needed a writer, and um, he, you know, he kind of like Todd Dezago, but wasn't sure Todd was ready for it. Um, and then had. Um, you know, spoke to me, and 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 Sal, you know, spoke to me and said, you know, uh, you know, why don't you take it over? And, I, and at the time, you know, I was editor in chief, and I was already writing Fantastic Four, and um, I think it was either Thor or Thunderstrike. And I said, I, you know, guys, I, you know, I don't have enough time. Right. And they, and 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 then he said, I only need a few months, you know, while while Todd Zago develops. And somehow, and, and, and Sal said, well, why don't you just do plots for me? <laughs> um, he said, because uh, Sal, you know, said, you know, just do plots. So this way I know I can, I can have, you know, plots that work. <laughs> and then he said, yeah, that's a great idea. This way Todd can see how you construct the plots and can learn from that and, and um, uh, you know, develop faster. So I said, uh, I guess I could do plots for for the book for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened was that, uh, uh, you know, I started doing the plots. Todd was doing the scripts, and Todd developed very quickly, um, you know, and, and eventually became, you know, a better writer than I am, curse him. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, as Todd developed, they said, you know what? We've decided we're going to put Todd on, you know, on this other book. And I said, what about Sal's book? And and by then, I think I was no longer editor in chief, so I was ended up right. on that book. So yeah, Danny was a, a devious editor in that way. <laughs> he, he, he could get you to do things that you thought you didn't want to do, and you were doing it before you realized that you had oh. said no. He's, no. he's tricky that way. Oh. <laughs> Every time I was on Spider-Man, yeah. I signed Spider-Man except for once, 
Danny tricked me onto it. <laughs> oh, same, same with me. I, 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 did, I started out on Spider-Man doing web, right. and at the time, Ghost Rider had taken off, and I was doing quite a few other projects at Marvel, and I went to Danny, and I said, Danny, I, just, I can't do web of Spider-Man anymore. It's just, it's not going to work for me. <laughs> and so he said, okay, good, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, find somebody else. And that's how Terry Cavanaugh got, got the, the, the job. And I think I was off of the book for less than a month when Danny called me or saw me up in the office and said, well, Howard, I know you didn't want to do Web of Spider-Man anymore, but um, adjectiveless Spider-Man is open now. Um, well, how about you do that? I said, Danny, oh, it just... I, it really wasn't. It wasn't about. It's a totally new character. He doesn't have an adjective. Yeah, yeah. And, and he said, "Well, I really need somebody to do a couple of issues, much like he said to you." And the next thing I knew, <laughs> I was the regular writer uh, on 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 Spider-Man. That's funny. How, Howard, flash forward about fifteen years, and yeah, okay. how did you, how did you get uh, the new project approved? How how did you get that going? You know, it, it, it's kind of a, a, a meandering tale because I, I, I'm still pretty good friends with uh, Ralph Macchio, and I, I talk to him on a semi-regular basis, uh, usually about anything other than comic books. We, we, we have mutual interests in, uh, we're, that we're both news junkies, especially in, in, in terms of politics. It's like, and so, it's like a fight club. You don't talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and invariably over the past few years, whenever we would, would talk, you know, something about comic books would come up, and I would say, well, you know, we could always revisit the Corn Saga. <laughs> and we would both laugh and, and move on from there. And then I found my notes, the notebook, and I, I mentioned it to Ralph, and he thought that, <laughs> that, that was hysterical. And I brought him in. We had lunch. I showed him to him. I showed him to, to Joe Casada, and everybody, oh, wow, that's a piece of Marvel history. And we left, really left it at that. And... Then what, you know, I, I said to Ralph, yeah, wouldn't it be cool to, to actually be able to tell it the way it originally happened? And one day Ralph called me up out of the blue and said, hey, do you want to do that? Um, you know, that you, you want to pitch a, a, a limited series that gives the accurate version of the Clone Saga. And, I, I, of course, I laughed because <laughs> Ralph is a notorious practical joker. And I just assumed he, 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 he was <laughs> yanking my chain. Yeah. And um, then when he, he made it clear that he was being serious, I said, I, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable doing it by myself. He said, well, you know, Tom would be the natural guy to, to work with. Right. And I said, great, but i got to be the one to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you said we could cuss, but... Um, uh, I, I did, I believe I, I just dropped, I, Tom, I don't remember if I dropped you an email or, or left a message on your answering machine, but Tom's response to me was, was one that I don't feel comfortable repeating. <laughs> did, did he drop the F-bomb? <laughs> you know, I, 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 he very well may have. I believe it you know, I think at one point you, 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 you know, we would occasionally, you know, exchange emails. And at one point you called and said, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm talking to Ralph about doing, doing some work. Yeah. I, actually, I think you had been talking to him about, about doing some work earlier. Uh-huh. Um, and you said, uh, I said, uh, 
<laughs> uh, one of the projects we're talking about doing is, is, is the clone saga, the way you know the, the writers were originally intended. And I started to laugh. <laughs> and I said, you got to be kidding me. Uh, probably, you know, with a couple of extra, you know, loaded words in there. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I said, oh. And, and you said, oh, and by the way, I told him we're going to be writing it together. <laughs> 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 At which point, I think I laughed. Um, I said, okay, sure, sure. Well, you know. Just call me, and then I hung up on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, just to make it clear, this is a six-issue miniseries. We're not, if it so- sells through the roof, we're not going 18, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell hope not, because that, that's how the, clone, the original story got I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this an incontinuity? Is this a what-if? What, what, what? How does this fit? This is going to be a complicated one. Okay. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> um, I, I know this is the big question everybody needs. Right. Now, is it a real story or, or is it a you know is it a is, is it fiction? Um, and, and this often confuses me because it's about a dude that climbs. <laughs> it's, a, it's about a dude that climbs walls. It's not not real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it's going to kind of bridge over both. Okay. Um, because uh, the, the way this thing is structured, um, we will be able to launch, you know, if it, depending on sales, depending on response, mm-hmm. I believe we can launch a monthly comic book starring Ben Riley after this. The Internet just cracked in two, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm throwing this, this challenge out to all the fa- you know, all the, you know, the people who claim that they love Ben Riley. Right. This is your chance. Get everyone you know to buy this series, and Ben will be back. Absolutely. Now, buy early Christmas presents for everybody you know. <laughs> but, but, but Ben will be back starring in his own series. This okay. is your chance to show Marvel that you know, Ben can support his own series. Now, is this a ridiculous notion? Not any more ridiculous than the idea that there can be a Spider-Girl comic book, which you know, I just realized is now going on 13 years. Yeah. You, you guys would love a 13-year Ben Riley series. I would imagine that would be an awesome book. I, w- I would buy it. Well, I, well, I, I would buy it. <laughs> I, 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 just, just to get a chance to read the, you know, more stuff by Tom. <laughs> <laughs> now, would it if if sales are through the roof, would it be the same creative team, you and Tom and and Todd? Uh, that, that that's that's out. I would say that's out of our hands. I I, I would welcome the opportunity to work uh, with 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 both Tom and Todd again. This this has been. You know, as much fun, maybe not quite as much fun, because we got to do more of it in person in the the old days. But for me, uh, the creative experience that I that existed back when we originally did it, as Tom described, the energy that was in in the room every time we got together as as writers mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the editorial teams, it's been fun. Tom and I. I, I can only speak for myself, uh, but I, I'm having a blast just just talking to Tom. It usually takes us half an hour, 40 minutes to actually for one of us to say, okay, you know, we really have to get around to to 
figuring out what's going to go on in the, this particular issue, because he and I have a tendency to, to ramble on about absolutely everything uh, and then, then get around to it. But the creative process has, has been amazing. Right. And spectacular and uh, adjectiveless occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I have to say the same thing. It's it's been a real pleasure, you know, to, to re get to know Howard again after all these years yeah. and to have just as much fun, you know, tossing ideas back and forth, mm-hmm. um, and and just you know, I'm I'm just having a blast. And then when the artwork comes from Todd. Man, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 here's the funny part. I thought I I thought I knew how good Todd was. Oh wow! I've, I've worked with him, you know, on American Dream, on you know, Mr. and Mrs. You know, uh, Spider Man, mm-hmm. and you know, I had no idea how good he was. <laughs> he's a, he's a great guy too. I interviewed him a couple months ago with the Obama issue that came out, uh-huh. and that went through the roof. He's just a he's a really humble, nice guy, and I I, I enjoyed his stuff. On Young Justice that came out a few years ago with Peter David, so. Well, and, and the other thing is, I mean, just just to to continue the compliments, I, I I've been, we then have been getting uh, the inked pages and the colored pages as well, and, and this book just looks phenomenal. Awesome. Uh, it, it's really it really is an amazing uh, job, and I, I'm I'm just I'm so pleased to to be doing it right now. Right. You know, yep. the, the, the strangest thing, right, you know, and, and this I've, I've never experienced, um, you know, every, everything's getting passed around on, you know, back and forth on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And when the colorist finishes a page, he sends it to everyone. Mm-hmm. And everyone, you know, ogles it and has a great time <laughs> right. and comments upon it. And, and, you know, the new pages and, you know, as the pages are floating float around, everybody is just part of the team, and everybody's yep. you know, fussing around and just having a great time with everything. Mm-hmm. Guys, put on your uh, a 15 year later cap. Why? Why is this story so talked about? I mean, when it came out, it sold like gangbusters, but it was it, it took a, a bad rap, and it's still, really I hadn't heard any of those. <laughs> I mean, it really got hammered, but you know what? It still sold really well, and we're still talking about it 15 years later. Why is that? Well, you know, I think, you know, the bottom line is controversy sells. Yes. Um, yep. uh, you know, a lot of times when a fan picks up a comic book, says, I really hate this stuff. He runs around and tells all his, all his friends, oh, you can't believe the, the garbage they're printing. So all his friends have to run out and <laughs> pick it up. Yep. And, and they're all picking up and they're all sending you hate letters. And in the meantime, you know, every month the sales keep going up and up. So you're going, see, we, we, we better keep on doing this. <laughs> We better keep ticking them off. They're going to buy it. <laughs> look, the, the, look, the reality was uh, the story was um, uh, conceived in order to incite some of um, that uh, emotional response that that we got, um, positive or negative. I, I happen to think that had it been able to go forward the way the the writers um, had originally planned. Um, that yes, would there have been a, a great deal of negativity out there? Probably as much, but about the ending, not about <laughs> the fact that it dragged on so long. And then there would have been the opportunity to restore <laughs> the the uh, status quo 
as it were. And that, that again, I mean, look, the writers had conceived um, the original ending. And this, the, when I say the writers, I'm, I'm talking about uh, before Tom entered the room. <laughs> as, um, you know, the, the status quo switching. Because, you know, as evidenced by uh, recent events in the Spider-Man universe, the, the marriage had become a, a talking point and sometimes a sticking point amongst writers and editorial. Right. And so we, we thought as a possible solution, or at least an experimentation, we would make the, the switch where Ben Riley would be revealed to be Peter Parker and would go on to, to have, his, uh, have the adventures of Peter Parker. And Peter was going to get a chance to go off and have um, a, you know, the happily ever after life. The reality was we also knew that in the back of our minds, we needed to be prepared to switch that back yeah. because of the, the fan response. Because um, you, you, you don't want to piss off your fans. <laughs> uh, that, you know, that, that, that's the reality. You want to piss them off just enough so that it creates yeah. controversy, but you don't, you don't want to alienate them. Right. And the problem, in my, in, 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 the way I see it, is that too many outside influence got, got involved and the storyline that we had originally planned for three months got stretched out to six months, a year, and then beyond because sales were not being negatively impacted by, by the storyline. Because the reality is that the fans really liked Ben Riley. And I just, I just want to make it really clear that had we not had the clone saga, Ben Riley. <laughs> would not exist. Talk, talk a bit about that. You know, Tom, with the exception of Spider-Girl, Ben Riley comes up. I, I mean, I've been running a Spider-Man website for 10 years. Ben Riley is mentioned so many times. Why do, why do the fans love that character so much? I, I you know, I, I think there are two reasons. Okay. Well, you know, one, um, you know, the, the writers – goal with Ben was to make him a likable character. Mm -hmm. And they really got it, you know, they, they really did their job. And they made Ben a very likable guy. They all, you know, you know and, I, and I think that the, though the clone, you know, the clone saga, you know, lasted too long, because it got stretched out, you really got a chance to, to meet and 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 learn Ben Riley, you know, learn who Ben Riley was in an intimate way that you normally wouldn't have had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, Do you think it's a, because he's possibly a younger version of Spider-Man? I mean, that's what they've got in the books now. It, I I don't, I don't think so. I you okay. know, I I don't think you need a, a you know a, a so-called younger version of Spider-Man. I right. you know I also uh, you know kind of disagree with Howard about the you know the whole marriage thing. Mm -hmm. And I've always disagreed about the, the marriage thing. Um, <clears throat> you know, to me the you know the the essence of Spider-Man it, it's a story it, it it's a strip about responsibility and. You, you know, when you pile on responsibilities onto Peter Parker, you you know make the, just make the script more interesting. Right. And you know the idea that he was now married—that's that's an additional responsibility. Mm -hmm. 
Now, mm-hmm. Howard, do you wanted a single Spidey? Is that what you preferred, or? Oh, well, I, I, when I when I say that that was a sticking point, it was it was a discussion amongst many on on the writing team right. and editorial. Um, I, I well, first let me just say it wouldn't be the first time Tom and I disagreed about something. <laughs> uh, you know, not the first time we've agreed disagreed on something within the last twenty four hours. Now the, but, the best of friends uh, disagree all the time. Exactly, yeah. and uh, you know, and and quite frankly, that I, I believe that that's also good for the creative process. Yeah. Um, but um, I, so I don't, I don't, I don't really have a preference to be honest. I I like to be the singer, the single Spider-Man, and there there are intellectual arguments that could be made for either one. Um, it's when when you're dealing with an ongoing character, that I would say that the marriage. Perhaps uh, uh, closed a door, or at least in the way that some, many writers uh, perceived it, it almost became like an ending because Peter did get the the happily ever after, and um, you know while he was while he was married. And I think when I go back to some of some of my personal favorite Spider-Man stories, were when he was trying to balance the responsibilities that he had as Spider-Man and Peter Parker with trying to have a, a social life. Right. And so, and, and, as I said, you know, there are, there are intellectual arguments and trust me, I've been involved <laughs> in the middle of most yeah. of them <laughs> for, 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 for either one. And right. this was, this was something that was presented by, by editorial is something that we should consider exploring. And obviously it continued long after Tom and I were off the books <laughs> right. because of the, the, the status quo as it exists now. Let, let's uh, tackle that uh, issue you wrote, Howard, uh, Peter, the issue 75, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider, or Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Okay. By that time it was called the issue where Ben died. And now I haven't read it in a while, but if I, memory serves, because nor have I. <laughs> if memory, I don't, I don't read anything that I've written after it's published. That's a lot of actors and directors are like that. It's a common thing, I think. But uh, so, so that, remind me what happened. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to remember it too. But if memory serves, Ben kind of melted when he died, as opposed uh-huh. to degenerate. And a lot of fans find that a little. If, is it like a uh, was that intentional or was that like a hint that he might come back or? I <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Yeah, it was intentional. Okay. <laughs> and, and I would love to think of it as a hint that he he, he might come back. Okay. Um, it, I I honestly I I'm going to be completely honest in that I I will I will take the fifth <laughs> because I I um, my my memory is you know I'm far older than Tom is. And uh, not my, my my memory is not quite as good. I mean, there there's like uh, grassy knoll theories online about why Ben dissolved like that. Mm-hmm. Well, see, what I love about those is yeah. um, uh, Tom and I now can um, uh, you know go and um, mine all of those grassy knoll theories <laughs> and and see what works. <laughs> Works for us if we we decide we want to keep Ben around. There you go. There you go. It was your it was your uh, your whisper to Mephisto, if you will. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> now let's talk a bit about uh, the bringing Norman Osborn back, and, mm-hmm. and Marvel thanks you in each comic each time that you guys brought him back. Mm-hmm. Was, was Norman Osborn either one of your ideas to bring him back out of the dead? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I completely opposed it. How about you, Tom? I thought it was a 
a really terrible idea. <laughs> uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, I was heavily involved in those issues, and um, <clears throat> at the time when we were talking about doing, bringing a Green Goblin back, um, I was suggesting if we were going to bring anybody back, we'd bring back Harry. Right. Uh, because I, I really... <laughs> I, as much as I know it's a ridiculous thing to say when you work in comic books, I think there are a handful of deaths in the, in, yeah. in the, in the comic book industry that, that have some weight and have some meaning. And I think the death of Norman Osborn it was one of the biggest <laughs> ones for me personally. Yeah. Up there with Gwen Stacy. Um, and I, I really, really opposed it, but uh, the, the editor-in-chief at the time said, no, that's the way we're going to go. So then it was inherent on me to try to, to craft a story uh, as best I could, given that I really, really right. was not a, a fan of it. Well, this is a testament to you because I really liked that issue. At, at the time, I, was, it, it, I thought it took away from the Gwen Stacy death. But, you know, over the years, uh, Norman's become an integral part of the Marvel Universe. So. Well, and I have to say, I, well, thank you, number one. Yeah. And number two, I have to say, he then went on to become absolutely one of my favorite characters yeah. to write in the subsequent issues. I actually, I mean, if, if I were going to say, <laughs> he was probably the, maybe this says something about me, quite frankly, because <laughs> I, I would say that um, he was a my favorite character to write, and I thought I wrote him relatively well. Yeah. Um, and aside from the hair, maybe there's not a lot uh, different between me and Norman Osborn. Call me Doctor. Keep Dr. that in mind, Falco. <laughs> Call me Doc Sampson. I'm your therapist today. <laughs> that was a really inside Marvel joke. I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> if well, any, I got any random person's listening. Anyway, um, talk a bit about. Um, Tom, you can tackle this one. The introduction of Baby May. First, Spider-Girl, Ben Riley. Baby May always comes up. I know she's living well in the MC2 universe, but it wasn't your intention to kill off the baby. I mean, unless you're a true cold-hearted bastard, which I imagine... Much like myself. <laughs> you wouldn't intentionally introduce a baby to die, I wouldn't think. Uh, absolutely not. Right. The, again, the introduction of the baby was to... Um, you know, again, pile on responsibilities on Peter Parker. Right. Uh, you know, I, now, I, I don't want to go in, into the ending of, of our limited series. Okay. But it will ultimately show what, what we intended. Um, you know, and I, and I feel that, you know, we, we could have, we basically could have had, a, you know, the old expression, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Right. We had figured out a way to have the cake and eat it too. <laughs> and, so, and, and so I think you just hinted something's happening with the baby, and the internet cracked again. <laughs> and let the internet keep cracking because I, I, I want to tell you something. This this limited series will, uh, you know, certain people who you know you know love the, the Clone Saga. They, 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 half of them will love this, half of yeah. them will hate it. Certain people who hated the clone saga, half of them will love this and <laughs> half of them will hate, hate this. Wow. And people who've only heard about the clone saga and don't really have any opinions, and you know, the, I'm, I'm guessing half of them will love this and half of them will hate it too. And there'll be people that don't buy the issue but post on the internet that they hate it. <laughs> Those <Of> two. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> 
Uh, Howard, since this is your first time on the show, before we hit the regular questions from the message board, let's talk a bit about your first working with the character. I was looking it up. Web of Spider-Man 84, The Name of the Rose. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a while ago. <laughs> what, what, what was your first introduction to Spider-Man? Did you, did you, I, I saw him on the Electric Company. This is how I got introduced to him. Well, I, I, I'm, I think I'm a, a wee bit older than you, and I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I um, uh, read, read the comics uh, when, when I was a kid. I have, uh, the way I, I was introduced to, to all of the comic book characters, I, I have three older sisters, much older sisters, who uh, all had jobs while I was still a kid, and every payday on their way home, uh, they would stop by a spinner rack on the subway in New York City and pick up comic books for me. Right. And uh, it's, it's the way I learned how to read as well as all about uh, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, Thor, <laughs> you, you, you name it, as, along with their personal favorites of Archie and Richie. I was probably reading uh, Tom DeSacco's Archie's when I was a kid. <laughs> um, but uh, Do you remember a specific cover or a specific uh, You know what? I really don't. I was, I was, I was very young when okay. I was introduced. I do my, – my next major recollection – was when I was somewhat older, I was in my early teens, and uh, during the winter, friends of mine and I all would get together when it was too cold or too snowy out around one friend's dining room table, and we would take John Romita uh, Sr. Uh, Spider-Man comics and copy them. And we we would draw, because of course, uh, you know, uh, Tom may disagree with me yet again on this, but most... Um, Comic book writers, at least uh, you know the ones that I know personally, are all frustrated comic book artists who right. early on realized that <laughs> as good as they might be able to draw, they weren't good enough to draw comics. <laughs> you learned your strength was in writing, not drawing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Uh, we're going to hit up uh, message board questions for you guys. They're from okay. around the world, and we have uh, DXD. He says, hey, guys, thanks so much for doing the podcast. The first one's aimed at Howard. What have you been up to since you left the Spider Books? Well, I've been doing a bunch of stuff. I've been uh, doing some consulting work for for various companies, um, some around the world. I I worked closely with a startup uh, graphic novel publisher in India most recently, uh, as well as who says I haven't been writing comic books all this time? Uh, You know, uh, pen names are a wonderful thing. Get out of here! You have, really? You have a pen name? You won't tell it to me, though. I imagine. I, yeah, I, 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 it was a question. Who said? <laughs> well, then you, you have to hit that X. What, did you write the Brotherhood years ago? Everybody wonders. What? What, what was that? The, the Brotherhood. The Brotherhood. Oh, that, that that X Men thing. That X Men thing. For years, people thought that was you. Was that you? Huh. I. I... I, I don't know. I've I heard rumors that, that it was everyone from me to Frank Miller to Joe Casada. It was really but, Tom DeFalco, wasn't it? There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. His other question is, Howard, the first issue of Amazing Spider-Man, the late 90s reboot, saw a powered-up scorpion attack Peter Parker under the direction of a mysterious boss who was never explicitly revealed who the boss was. Do you recall, and can you comment? <laughs> Uh, no and no, but it was probably Tom DeFalco. <laughs> it was Norman Osborn. There you go. Uh, in regards to the upcoming Clone Saga miniseries, are the issues regular or double size? It seems like a lot of material to cover in six regular issues. We're, we're going to be regular 
size, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we we are not decompression writers. <laughs> we don't, we don't um, have two pages of the word schnicked on them, do we? <laughs> uh, no, well, we do not. Okay, good. Um, so, uh, you know, we we can get a lot more into a comic book than um, other than people. a lot of the other guys. <laughs> uh, you know, and comic books are just too expensive to. I hear you. To waste time these days, you've got to be worth the money and. Yeah, and we hope that, that you know every every issue people will think you know it's worth the money. And you know, and if you compare a comic book to a roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. what we are all those really steep drops that you know leave your your lunch and uh, you know somewhere behind you and your underwear up around your <laughs> your ears. You know, we're, we're we're kind of leaving off the long, slow crawl up the hill. And, and less vomit. That's always good too. Well, I don't know. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read some of the internet comments? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, one of the things you know, people you know probably should know is each comic will will, will be a unit of entertainment. There you go. Um, and yet they all add up to a much bigger story. Nice. Uh, DXD's last question is: If you can say, does the new Clone Saga miniseries have an impact on current continuity, or is it being treated completely as a what-if type story? Uh, we prefer not to comment on, on no. that, but um, yeah, actually, I think I, I did kind of comment. Yeah, you did at the beginning of the interview. I, I think a little bit of bolt you said. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he also says, are Peter and Mary Jane married in this story, and is it going to deal with the pregnancy issue, which we kind of said. He said maybe. But are they married in the book? Oh, yes, they are. They are married in the book. They're married in the book. Okay. And DXD says thanks so much to all of you and both the best. And he's from Kingston, Ontario, where, where that question came from. The next one is uh, his handle is Berserk Fury eight one nine from Detroit, Michigan. And he says, hello, Tom and Howard. So what made you decide to go back and revisit the Clone Saga after all this time? I'm greatly looking forward to it. And Tom, I love your work on Spider Girl. I guess just you you pitched it out of the blue is what the answer to that one is. It really is. Yeah. Um, and uh, and figured why not. <laughs> yeah. And he says he's really looking forward to seeing a married uh, Peter and Mary Jane and Tom and Howard. Thanks for coming on the podcast to talk to Spider fans. So. And, and I have to, I just want to go back to one of his other comments. So I too love Spider Girl. Uh, I I think it is um, a a a it. It is that roller coaster ride that I I enjoy in comic books. Yeah. And with, you know, this is me. Just you know, I'm not just blowing smoke at Tom. Uh, <laughs> it, it's what comic books are all about. Yeah. And my 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 kids love it too. Awesome! Look, it's kids reading comics. It's a first. <laughs> uh, T S Champs question: uh, Did the backlash from fans bother you at the time, and how did you got how did you talk to them? Again, I, I didn't realize there was a backlash, and I, I, I ignore fans at every given opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's really nice. Um, that was a what-if answer. <laughs> that wasn't. <laughs> All right, here's. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you, you know, one of my famous boring stories. Uh, um, oh, wait a minute! I'm putting my feet up. <laughs> okay. Um. The, uh, we, we, the, the first of the, 
of the Clone Saga started coming out, I think, you know, in the fall. Okay? Right. Um, that following summer uh, was a San Diego convention. Um, I was no longer editor-in-chief. I was just, you know, a, a freelancer going to the San Diego convention. And um, I, you know, stood online, and when the time came for me to ask for my badge, I... I, met, you know, did turned in my name, okay? Right. right. The, the guy behind the counter said to me, Tom DeFalco, oh, you're one of the Spider-Man guys. And I said, uh, yeah. And he says, oh, you know, I never read Spider-Man until the Clone Saga. I love it. And this and that and the other thing. The, another guy pulling somebody else's badge turns mm-hmm. and says, Clone Saga, I hate that thing. <laughs> in two minutes, yeah. everybody behind the counter at the San Diego convention was arguing about the clone saga, yeah. and everybody had an opinion, and all, all of them arguing, discussing things, and then and I turned around, and people on the line behind me, yeah. the professional line, are all arguing too. Yeah. And I thought to myself, man, this thing is really working. <laughs> everybody bought a copy to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Everybody, everybody surrounded me. And this is, you know, you know, after the market, it somewhat, you know, collapsed. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know. Now, and, it, you know, to, to answer the, the question, uh, you know, the, the, the negative responses, did, did, it, did it bother me? Not, not really, because that, that I mean, t- and Tom, Tom can attest to this. It is, it's. It's part of the game. It's it's what you sign up for, and especially if you take on something along the lines, you know, an iconic character like Spider-Man, and dare to to presume to change anything that might contradict something that somebody may have read in at the time thirty some odd years of continuity. You 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 do come to expect expect that criticism criticism of work the work. I, you know, I can live with. Sometimes the attacks get um, a, a little personal and uh, less coherent, and those you ignore. Yeah. Um, the, the interesting part of all of this is how right now with the new series that the people that were maybe less willing to step forward and talk about um, the the things they liked about the Clone Saga are coming forward right now, mm. and and because as you know, it, it, it's always easier to. Um, to criticize than to compliment, exactly. um, and right right now I'm I'm reading a lot of very very positive things um, about about the potential of this new series and about the work that was done by all of the the writers and artists on the original uh, Clone Saga, and, and I think that's great. Um, you know, I mean that 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 is what you to a certain extent you 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 live for that stuff as a writer. And Tom, we talked about this a while back. You know, every issue is somebody's first, and there's a whole generation of fifteen fifteen years ago. This was their their first coming into Spider-Man, and they're they're growing up, and they got a lot of disposable income. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, I, I don't think anybody has a lot of disposable income these days. <laughs> but, but we're more than willing to let them dispose of what income they have. <laughs> Uh, that, that is true, yeah. and, and a number of the assistant editors at Marvel, their first Spider-Man comics were the Clone Saga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I have heard from Ralph Macchio, um, and I've heard from you know a couple of the assistant editors that they are so excited about this project because 
you know, they're rushing in to check out the pages, to check out the plots and that sort of stuff, because they're all so excited about the project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard the same thing. Yeah. Uh, his uh, T.S. Champ's other qu- last question is, as a person that hates the current status quo, do you think the backlash from One More Day and Brand New Day is the same, the worst, or unprecedented compared to the Clone Saga backlash, and why? I, 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 I personally, I, I choose not to to um, follow too closely the the, the so-called backlashes because uh, you know again you, you you have to whenever you 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 view that that stuff you got to look at it um, with a grain of salt because. The, the Internet is a wonderful thing. It really is. It, it does allow you instantaneous communication with your fan base, but some of that is, is occasionally done um, without any real thought. As a, you know, it's just, you, you just blurt it out there right away. So it's hard, sometimes difficult to take some of the backlash too seriously. And, um, I, you, you know, the, the reality is it, it does come down to the sales. And, you know, as Tom said earlier, the, the the Clone Saga sales were very strong during a time that not every other <laughs> uh, comic book <laughs> sales were strong. So um, that's that's really what uh, you know. The reality is a a, a corporation, a, a publishing company, is going to be looking at the bottom line. Right. Uh, so- Oh, go ahead, Tom. Honest, no, no, one other thing about, you know, brand new day backlash or, or whatever. You know, Howard and I are really kind of out of, you know, that part of the Spider-Man office. Right. So we really can't even judge what kind of real backlash there is. Okay. Um, you know, it's hard to tell because, you know, even on the Internet, you see both positive and negative. Problems. Exactly. Right. So, so and- you know, we, we, we honestly don't know. <laughs> and, and the one thing I will say is that, and maybe and this addresses the, the last question a little bit as well, there are occasionally that, you know, the, the, um, uh, the comments on, online about both, um, both the Clone Saga and, and a Brand New Day will take a personal approach of, I can't believe the writers or the editors are doing this to this character. And they're, you know, I, I will tell you, no writer has ever sat down to create a story about Spider-Man, the X-Men, Batman, whatever, with the intention of screw, writing a story that will really screw this character up. Right. Or, or, you know, as Tom, will, as Tom said, the energy in the room at the creation of the, 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 the clone storyline was immense. And I, I would guarantee you that uh, th- th- those that created A Brand New Day had the same amount of enthusiasm and excitement for the story, and that's where it all comes from. So, uh, you know, so that, I guess the, you know the flip side of that is you know when it, when when the comments veer away from that and start assuming that the writers have something <laughs> against the right. characters, that, yeah. that 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 bothers me a little right. bit, both about the Clone Saga and about a brand I mean, new the, day. You guys wouldn't be working on the book if you didn't love the character, and exactly. I, don't th- I don't think anybody goes in there trying to kill Spider-Man. Exactly. So. Uh, Spidey Ooh, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's been done at DC. We're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spidey Site UK. Uh, kind of, uh, he says, hey guys, my first question, both of you, thank you for your amazing work, and I'm a big fan of you both. He kind of asked about the baby, and he asked what continuity, so we kind of hit that question up already. Okay. But he, he's big fans of you guys. Uh, Kevin. Oh, we appreciate it. 
Kevin Cushing, a friend of mine from Kentucky, says, Mr. Mackey, I know you said you got pretty burned out near the end of your Spider-Man career. How could anybody not with all that you had to handle at once? But since you had a few years distance now, would you want to write Amazing Spider-Man again if you were asked? Your run on Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man with John Romita Jr. is one of my all-time favorite runs, so I'd love to see what you'd do with the character today. Well, nobody is. I, I appreciate all of his positive comments. Nobody has asked me that, um, and my my first response would be no, mm-hmm. uh, much in the way that Tom's response to revisiting the Clone Saga would be that. And then I would probably sit around and say, "Ooh, I would get a chance to write Spider-Man again." <laughs> because the bottom line is, again, going back to all of us as as writers, there, there's you know that little kid sitting on our shoulder who who grew up. You know, sitting in the, the dining room of his his his, friend, his friend's house, drawing John Romita Spider-Man comics. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun job. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so the ultimate answer would be if if asked, I would serve. Well, what was it like? I mean, you you were in charge of the character in both books uh, with that reboot. Did you get burned out towards the end? You think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I I, I will uh, freely admit I. I I, I went on a little bit too long there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's hard to say no to the opportunity to to write Spider-Man, but um, I, I would have I would have ended a little a little sooner because it, it was a lot of work is okay. what it, it comes down to and a, and a great deal of pressure. Uh, Kevin's other question is to Tom. It's no secret around this place that I'm a big fan of Morbius. Have you ever considered using uh, Morbius and Spider-Girl, as he's arguably one of Spidey's easiest villains to bring into the future without too much, if any, aging? How do you feel about the character in general? Uh, in general, I like, I like Morbius. Um, to be honest, I just never made the connection between him and Spider-Girl. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Ron Friends mentioned him once, once to me or something like that, but um, we just never... You know, pursued it, but you know, uh, you know, Morbius. I think is a terrific character. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, I think I would, if I was going to get a chance to do Morbius, I think I would rather just do a Morbius series. Oh yeah. Because uh, you know, I think you, you can do a nice, you know, hardball detective thing. <laughs> yeah. And the war thing with Morbius, and uh, have a have a you know, a, 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 you know, tremendous amount of fun. Um, you know, I, you know, I'm going to jump back to Howard, you know, question, you know, would you want to jump, you know, go back and do Amazing Spider-Man? You know, I think that as a writer, you would prefer a new creative challenge. Hmm. Um, but the problem with us writers is, you know, somebody says, hey, you know, would you like to do Amazing Spider-Man? And you say, you know, not really, I've done Amazing Spider-Man, that, that sort of thing, and blah, blah, blah. But once they plant that idea in your head, you end up spending the weekend going, well, you know, Spider-Man could do this. It's an offer you can't refuse. (laughs) And and, and, uh, unfortunately, it becomes an offer you can't refuse. I I often tell people that I'm I'm very thrilled now that I'm, you know, I'm I'm getting a chance to do things like Kid Colt and Black Knight Mm -hmm. and other things because, you know, I think, you know, for too many years, you know, People think that I can only do things, you know, if their web's attached. <laughs> um, and yet, anytime somebody says that you want to do a Spider-Man project, I always say, you know, really, I'd rather do almost anything else. 
and then I hang up the phone, and then I, you know, lay down to take a nap, and what I think about is Spider-Man. <laughs> and then I have to call back and say, you know, I actually do have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, I think you hit Morbius up, didn't you, with Jaramita Jr. and Peter Parker? I did indeed. I, yeah. I, I also love Morbius, and as a matter of fact, I was going to jump back to that that, mm-hmm. that part of it because, uh, Tom, I have to, <laughs> later on, after after we're off the air, uh, <laughs> I want to talk to you because I, ha- I have a, uh, a Morbius idea that I was going to throw out at you to see if maybe we would uh, do together. So uh, Okay, the Internet can't take that much, right? <laughs> all right? <laughs> I know Kevin, who is a member of the site, loves Morbius to death, and he and, and uh, he would he would buy three copies if you guys teamed up. <laughs> well, well, good. There you so go. Then, there we know. We, we know we have a sale of three. <laughs> Here, add me to it. I'll buy one. <laughs> okay, we're up to four. Look at this. In what, ten seconds? <laughs> there you go. This is like QVC on the Internet. There you go. <laughs> exactly. We're going to uh, Brazil for this question, uh, Capel2000. Uh, hi, Howard and Tom. Big fans here. I love both your works, especially on Spider-Man Spider-Girl, and it's great to have you back, especially with the Clone Saga. My first is to Howard. How did you come with Sir Jay's idea? I think he's talking about Craven's kid. Yeah. Really? I, I did, I did read the, this on, <laughs> online. Yeah. And, and I, and I have to, have to say, I, again, you know, people ask me questions about old, older stories that I've written, and I've written oh. a bunch in between. It's hard for me to remember specifically, but it would, it would have been, you know, in terms of, you know, one of our, one of my favorite um, uh, Spider-Man storylines uh, was Death of the Hunter that Mark DeMattis did. I, it, it, it was one of those trade paperbacks that I, I would keep near my desk um, in my writing area at all times. Um, and at a certain point while I was doing Spider-Man, it was, it, the, the, the idea was broached to bringing back a, uh, a, a new Craven. And uh, that would have been, been the, uh, where, where the, the seed was planted in order to, to create Sergey. And that, that, uh, Craven plants a lot of seeds. He's got kids everywhere. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Goodness. He, he was hunting more than wild know, he, animals, he let me hunt, tell you. He was hunting tail in the... In the... <laughs> uh, qu- uh, second question to Howard. Do you regret anything on your run, something that you wanted to do, and after all, for some reason, you didn't get to do it? No, I have no time for regrets in anything. Just like uh, Sinatra. So no. Sinatra. No regrets of anything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and any new project after the Clone Saga? I hope so. Uh, well, I have a few things in the work, nothing that I'm... I'm uh, Really a privilege to to discuss, and who knows? You know, depending on where the sales of this new Morbius series is, uh, you know, that may be the very next thing we're jumping on. Ben, ben Riley solo Morbius solo titles. That's, oh crap, man! You had two titles, Howard. Exactly. <laughs> now, questions for Tom as a longtime Spider-Man writer, and now with Spider Girl, would you would you think if May instead of being killed or erased from Spider-Man's continuity would have been a great possibility? For increase and uh, well, Capel's going off the off the road. Let's see. Would have been a great possibility to increase and develop Peter and Mary Jane's marriage and put some Spider-Man comics on a new and original direction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I worked so hard to answer. Right, read you that one. <laughs> yeah, and you did such a fabulous job. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. All right, you really meant to kill the baby. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 
All right, let's see. Tom, how long do you intend to write May's Adventures? Do you have more stories to tell, or do you see yourself leaving Spider-Girl anytime soon? <laughs> you know, that, that's the hardest question in the world to answer. Um, you know, uh, with Spider-Girl, this is a series that, you know, I only had to do a couple more issues, and then it was go gone forever. Yeah. Um and that's kind of how it, it almost started. Um, I, you know, I always so, find these questions funny because it's like asking a guy, how long do you want to stay at your job? Yeah, <laughs> you know? It, it, <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, I know when the next arc leaves. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, or when the next arc is, is scheduled to be finished. I know kind of the, the story that happens after that. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, I don't know if I have any more ideas. Right. Uh, but again, that's like you know six months away, and, and hopefully in the next six months I'll come up with more ideas. Yeah. Um, you'll you'll take a nap, like you said, and you come up and stop thinking about Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it, it's a it's a weird thing. Um, you know, I, I, writers are idea factories. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's our job to keep coming up with new ideas and new ideas. And, um, you know, people often say, you know, what happens when we run out of them? And, and, you know, my response always is, you know, when that happens, you'll probably hear, hear a horrible scream, you know, <laughs> or an incredible sigh of relief. Um, but either way, <laughs> I don't know. What you know? What's going to happen? I you know I'm going to have to experience it myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it you know goes to what what Tom had said about you know a how we got uh, you know hooked into this story and the way I got hooked into to doing uh, uh, Web of Spider-Man originally. I mean, you know, an editor who knows their job knows that that is the easiest way to uh, trick, if you will, a writer into doing a particular project. I, I did it twice with John Byrne. Um, I, I, I would call him up, and I said to him, once I called him up, and I said, you never really considered uh, doing uh, Starbrand, did you? And before he could even say no, I hung up the phone. <laughs> and he called me up an hour and a half later and said, Howard, I haven't been able to stop thinking about Starbrand stories <laughs> since then. And then I did it again with him with West Coast Avengers. I said, West Coast Avengers doesn't interest you in the slightest. And he tried to be even faster in answering. And I hung up the phone and he called me up. And I think three weeks later, I had two completed issues on my desk. Nice. So, I mean, that, that you know, as Tom said, I mean, you know, professional writers, I mean, you know, my wife learned early on when we were going on long road trips and I would be driving and just, I guess there was something about the way I was staring off into the distance and hopefully still paying attention to traffic, but she would have a question to ask me, and she'd say, are you writing now? <laughs> <laughs> and and there were times when, yes, I was, <laughs> and other times I'd say, no, no, I'm just trying to get us to uh, Vermont safely. <laughs> <laughs> me, you, and Spider-Man in the back seat. That's right. <laughs> I have to thank, uh, Kappel says, I have to thank both Howard and Tom, not only for making my life as a Spider-Man reader so great with those excellent adventures and stories. Good work, fellows. Uh, 
Let's Thank see. Uh, FSU Spider fan from uh, North Carolina. It says, Tom, has there been any thoughts on making a Spider Girl TV show Smallville style? If done right, it could it could be great. Uh, if there have been, I will, you know, probably you know find out about it when I read it in TV Guide. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get a gig like Stan Lee. You got to be the executive producer. Uh, you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, Bert Tony from uh, Newport Ritchie, Florida. Mr. Mackey, I heard your run ended much differently than it was originally intended. What were your original plans for some things like Jill, Stacy, and Peter and MJ returning? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the original plans ended when, 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 when they didn't get, get to happen. I'm sure I will discover an old notebook. Yeah, there uh, you go. At some point, and uh, we'll, we'll be able to tell you that. This is why I take such... <laughs> I fill up so many notebooks is that I, I want to get it down on paper so that I don't forget about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Tetso Man from Springfield, Missouri, my home state. Uh, Howard, do you have any plans on pitching a Danny Ketch miniseries to Marvel? I, I, I really have no plans, although, you know, now that, of course... Now that it's been brought up, I will be able to think of nothing else after, after I'm done with this interview. Um, I, 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 I have a soft spot in my, my heart for uh, Dan, Danny Ketch and uh, Ghost Rider, and uh, I can see myself uh, being able to, to come up with one or two yeah. stories involving uh, both of them. Also, his question to Howard, how does it feel working on Spider-Man in some capacity after all these years? It's been, what, eight years, I think, Howard? Uh, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Uh, it's, been, it's been great. Um, as I said, you know, a big part of the appeal to me has been getting a chance to work with, with Tom again. And I, I, I say that with, with, with no jokes attached to it. Uh, it's, it's been, been a lot of fun and certainly, I mean, writing Spider-Man, um, I, I, I just, I can't, couldn't imagine any, other character that would have uh, felt so good to to write the first time around and now this, this time and you know in any any company whether you know Superman Batman I mean I there there's just something about the 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 character that Stan created that just I I personally think makes him such a, a comfortable and easily relatable uh, character to to the readership and, um, you know, hopefully to the writers as well. Uh, to Tom, had the multiple editor-in-chief situation uh, would have stayed at, uh, oh, uh, Tom had the multiple EIC situation, would you have stayed as editor-in-chief of Marvel, and if so, how long would you have stayed on? <laughs> what if? <laughs> well, if I hadn't been fired, would I have stayed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, until they fired you. <laughs> what a question! <laughs> um, I, you know, I have to be, you know, be very honest. At the time that everything went down, um, you know, I, I basically got the news on like a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and Thursday they had the announcement, and uh, Friday I had already had the day. I had. had previously planned to have the day off um so i wasn't in the office friday um uh and uh and i realized that by saturday i was already working on other things not connected to comic books and was saying man i'm glad that's over with (laughs) (laughs) um 
the situation of Marvel was not the greatest situation at that particular time. How long would I have stayed? I don't know. I think I, I probably would have tr tried to have stayed on long enough for the craziness to subside. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I don't think... I would have felt really bad if I had just left and dumped it all on Mark Winwald, who was the guy I always thought was going to replace me. Um, and I think Winwald would have been really upset if I had, you know, ditched, you know, too early. But my mm -hmm. plan was to wait until the craziness went away, which I thought was only going to be a matter of, an, of another year or so. Um, and then, you know, I had always planned to go back to being a freelance writer. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and was just very happy <laughs> when right. I got a chance to, you know, to go back to being a freelance writer. I, the, I don't know if that adequately answers the question. Oh, I liked it. Uh, the other question is to Tom about uh, Carnage. It seems most old-school writers don't like Carnage, so I'm wondering, do you like the character, or did you come up with something interesting to do with him and the symbiote and just write the stories, or do you actually like Carnage? If you do like the character, then exactly why? Um, I, I think Carnage is a very interesting character uh, in that he doesn't, you know, he, he's just all out there. Um, and he doesn't try to fool himself with fake rationales. Where I thought the Eddie Brock Venom, mm -hmm. you know, Eddie was, you know, fooling himself with all, all sorts of crazy rationales. Yeah. But Carnage was just a pure psycho killer. Yeah. And there's, you know, something just very interesting, fascinating about that kind of mentality. He was Hannibal Lecter with the symbiote. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> with red uh, hair. With red hair. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that, you know, I, and I, I thought I could, you know, the couple of stories that I, that I used them with, I thought I could do, do it appropriately within the genres that I had yep. available to me. Um, and they, and it just seemed to be, you know, a fascinating character. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, part of me says it would be a lot of fun to really get into, you know, get into Carnage's mind. And part of me says, you, you really want to, you know, delve that deep into the sewers. <laughs> uh, Michael Bailey's question from Fayetteville, Georgia. Howard, first off, a compliment. A friend got me to read Mutant X back when it first started coming out, and I remember enjoying it thoroughly. Also wanted to know what you think of your ghostwriter work all these years later. <laughs> um, well, I I I I like it. <laughs> it was um, it, it was a lot of fun, and um, uh, you know, dis despite uh, the fact that nobody wanted to uh, publish it at Marvel initially, other than. Uh, Tom, <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, it turned out to be very successful for all of us. So, uh, you know, Ghost, Ghost Rider is still a character I, uh, I have a real soft spot for. And, um, yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah. That's well, a, what yeah. was it? Did you see the movie? Did you like the Ghost Rider movie? Well, you know, I, I had a, uh, uh, I have a mixed feeling about the movie, to be honest. Well, with they you. used it, your pennant stare. 
And, oh, and they the used quite a bit of myself yeah. In, yeah. in the movie. And I happened, I went to go see it with Bobby Chase, mm-hmm. uh, who was my editor on Ghost Rider. And there was quite a bit of um, the stuff we worked on together up on the screen. Uh, there, but I, I felt like, I just wish there would have been, it, it, it quite frankly needed an editor. Yeah. Um, somebody to, to have pulled the story together just a little uh, more tightly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but so, you know, it, it was um, uh, a kind of a, a mixed blessing for me because, you know, there, there's the, uh, the, the, the fan in me or, you know, the geeky part of me that uh, <laughs> decides, uh, oh, cool, look, they're using, <laughs> you know, my stuff up on the screen. <laughs> and then, you know, there are other parts I felt like the, the story could have used just a little work. Yeah. Uh, Michael's other question is to Tom, do you enjoy writing the coffee table type books such as the Spider-Man and Hulk guides from DK Publishing? Also, I recently purchased the Marvel Chronicles, and I absolutely love that book. <laughs> I'm glad you love that Chronicles. That was, uh, that was an interesting and, and fun, fun project. I, I will second that. My wife got me that for Christmas last year. It's a great book. It's, See, I love uh, Tom's coffee table books. First thing I do when they come out is I flip to the back and uh, look for my name and then turn to the to that page. <laughs> so I think I've, I've read about two pages of Tom's work. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's funny uh, the 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 um, you know the Spider-Man book. I I kind of got you know uh, there, there's a long involved boring story involved in that that. You know, I ended up doing it um, j- just so that I could have a book that I could give to my nephews um, and nieces because um, most of the kind of stuff I do, uh, you know, certainly outside of comics and stuff, just th- they were too young for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just was not appropriate. Um, and, uh, you know, I-, I just wanted to have a, you know, something that I could give to those guys. Right. Um, and I think about halfway through the Spider-Man book, I said, wait a minute, I now know how to write these things. <laughs> um, and I did the second book, which was the Hulk book, just to make sure that I knew how to write it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and then I just, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I went on to do the other ones because, you know, I... The fun part of those books is I learned a lot of stuff that I had forgotten, and it gives me, you know, a great yeah. excuse to spend hours and hours with my old comic books. So, yeah, the answer, you know, the long-winded answer is yes, I enjoy doing those things. I know, I know, uh, Peter David has a Spider-Man coffee table book coming out. Do you have another one coming out, Tom, or anything coming uh, up? Not at, not at this juncture. Okay. Uh, I, you know, the, the next book I work on will be. Tilted more towards the Marvel Chronicles than the, the other okay. kind of thing. Nice. Uh, George Berriman uh, has a que- question for Howard. He says, well, it's a statement, actually. I'd like to personally apologize for the criticism I launched Howard's way back when Mary Jane got killed during the reboot. We didn't find out much until much later that offing her was Harris's call. So for what it's worth, I'm very sorry, and a lot of that angst was misdirected. So you- <laughs> uh, well, 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 good. I, um... I, as much as I would love to blame everything on every editor-in-chief that has ever existed, 
you know, writers do have to take some of the responsibility. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, of course, unless, of course, it's all Tom's fault, in which case, then that, that, that's fine. <laughs> George's uh, other statement is for Tom. It says, fess up. No one currently working at Marvel knows more about Spider-Man than you, do they? <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> you know, oh, no, I think that's true. You know it's true, Tom. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I can tell you a, you know, kind of a, a little funny story is that I was doing some work for the, the licensing department at one point, mm-hmm. and it was a Spider-Man related project. And, and the person said to me, are you familiar with Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of him. I've heard of him. I said, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard of him over the years and that sort of stuff. And I said, okay, but we're going to send you some reference. Oh, good grief. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they send me reference all written by me. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, awesome. <laughs> well, they couldn't have sent you something good? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, come on. It was too easy. <laughs> uh, let's see. DXDs are the question. Howard, after you left the Spider-Man books, did you follow the character? If so, what's your opinion of the Straczynski run with the spider totems, the Civil War, the unmasking, the back, black and black, etc.? I, I, I never comment on um, writers that follow Okay. Follow me. Their work. Um, I followed it somewhat. I, 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 as I do with any any line of comics, I enjoy some. I didn't enjoy others, and I, the same could be said about any of the work that I wrote <laughs> if I I reviewed it. So uh, I I choose not to comment. And Howard and Tom, what's your opinion of the Spider-Man movies, and where should they go for Spider-Man Four? <laughs> How about Clone Saga? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Clone Saga starring Ben Riley. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you. Um, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I happened. I was a big fan of the the first Spider-Man movie in particular. Yeah. I I thought um, uh, they they got the essence of the character. There are little individual things. I know some people have complained about the um, the organic web shooters. Uh, you know, I, I have my own opinion about that, but it didn't bother me enough for me to. Just, just like the movie, it worked. Um, and I, I mean, aside from the, I mean, honestly, the Iron Man movie, I think, is the the best comic book related movie I have uh, ever seen, and would be followed very closely by the first Spider Man movie. Have you seen Howard the Duck? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, good point. <laughs> uh, let's see, Tom. We kind of talked about how you you your thoughts on the Spider-Man movies. You, you like one and two, but three left a little to be desired, I think. Yeah, three just had a, you know, three needed to go through the typewriter a couple more times. Yeah. Because yeah. it just, you know, it, it just left too many unanswered things. And, and they, I, 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 you know, on the one hand, I admire what they were trying to do in three. Um, they, you know, but I think they had just too many different stories they were shoving in there. The, the one thing I'm thankful for is the scene where um, you know Peter accidentally you know hits Mary Jane mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know for years people were why were, were you know because I had done a, a similar scene oh where and, yeah I, I yeah. remember that in the Clone Saga yeah he smacked in the Clone her Clone Saga and and for years people were saying you know he would never do this how could he possibly do this and 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 finally people saw on the screen how it could happen. <laughs> And he had the exact same reaction um, that he had in the comic books, 
and it just it just played out exactly the same way. It, it, I, you know, they they basically lifted that scene from the comic books. <laughs> I have to share um, I have to share a story with you. I've told this on the podcast before, but when I saw Spider Man Three, it was with the packed house, and when that scene came on. A man in the back stood up and yelled, "Damn, Spider-Man just smacked a hoe!" <laughs> I, I, you gotta love audience interaction. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I haven't seen Spider-Man three yet. Oh, okay. uh, I, I I saw one which I loved. Two, I know, got better critical acclaim. Um, I still enjoyed one more, and three, my my daughter, my my. <laughs> I mean, when did three come out? I mean, so, oh seven, two thousand seven. Okay, so she was fifteen mm-hmm. at the time, or no, yeah, fifteen at the time. Um, when she saw it, and then just said, mm, "Dad, you don't really have to bother." <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and and t- trust me, she likes everything she sees. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, B-Dog from Canada. Hey, Tom and Howard, for someone who hasn't read the original Clone Saga 90s, will I have to know everything that happened back then, or will this be an entirely different story? Um, you, you won't have to know anything from back then. Good. Yeah, our, our jobs as writers are to, to, to bring you up to speed um, for, right, right, for right out of the gate and to make sure that Every story, as Tom said earlier, is a, is a complete unit of entertainment. So anybody should be able to pick up issue number one or issue number two and or issue number three, four, five, or six and be able to to, to have a fully entertaining uh, story in front of them. I like this one. We kind of hit it already. He says, and also, will Baby May make an appearance? You don't have to say it. Just make a grunt or something to give me a sign. <laughs> Okay, next question. <laughs> he sighed. I heard the sigh. Uh, <laughs> I watched The Watchmen. Uh, says, what's your favorite superhero movie? Howard, you said Iron Man. What? Yes. Uh, Tom, what's your favorite? Uh, well, I'm I'm actually torn. Um, okay. Because I, you know, I'm not sure whether or not it's Iron Man or the first Transformers movie. I I haven't seen the second one yet, though I you know intend to go to, this week. Okay. Um. And I, uh, you know, and then the uh, second Fantastic Four movie, The Rise of the Silver Surfer, I thought was a terrific film. Yeah, but they made Galactus a planet. <laughs> or Cloud. <laughs> what well, was that about? I, you know, with movies you have to, um, you know, you have to, have to make it, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, adaptions and changes yeah. and, and stuff like that. There's things that, that work. You know, well, in comic books, don't necessarily work. You know, uh, in, in movies, and I, you know, I have to tell you something: a twelve-foot-tall guy in a skirt. Um, <laughs> I would have, I, I would have loved it. Would <laughs> <laughs> not be as impressive. But, um, you know, I, I, but I thought the the actual film, when you look at it, they they certainly catch the, the personalities and the interactions of the FF. Um, and, and that movie, you know, really has it all. So, yeah. uh, I, I think that's the truth. I see, now I'm going to have to see that, too. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Hours. you got to catch oh, up on your Marvel. I know. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, though, um, if we're going to diverge out of the, the – I mean, Tom mentioned Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to go to Iron Giant. Oh, that's um, a good one. That just blew me away. I mean, that, that, that was – 
a superhero uh, movie from beginning to end. Spider Plumber, who is actually a plumber, we found out, in Oak Bank, Minnesota. Oh, like with a plumber? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Who was not a plumber? <laughs> this one just works on superheroes plumbing. That's okay. A, actually, that's a doctor. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, Tom and Howard, thanks for being on the podcast and taking our questions. My questions are this. I tend to consider Spectacular Spider-Man, the first series, as my favorite Spider-Man title, and I really enjoyed Web of Spider-Man as well. With Tom on spec from around 215 and Howard beginning his nine-year run with Web 85, do you have favorite stories from these runs? What was your favorite story to write during your runs, I guess? Uh, well, I, I mean, for me, and you know, this was not a web of Spider-Man story, but this was later on. I, I did uh, "Who Killed Joey Z." Oh, that was uh, a good one. Uh, which uh, it, it was. It, that was me on my own. <laughs> that, 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 yeah. that, if I were going to say that, you know, that was probably the best representation of the kind of Spider-Man story I would have liked. It was to a nice, nice uh, Romita Junior artwork with the. Absolutely. Didn't the uh, Punisher show up and then? Uh... Yeah, it was. It was just what it was. Yeah. You know, one, one of my 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 personal favorites of uh, at that time. Tom, do you have a favorite Spider-Man you've written over the years? Um, yeah, but I don't know. You know, I, I believe this this one was my amazing one. It's you know, it's because you know, I, I remember that Ron Friends drew it, so it would have been for my amazing one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever happened to Crusher Hogan? No, that's oh, awesome. I loved that one. That was a good one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Fire Lord because that's one of my favorite ones. Um, but you know, I, 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 <laughs> you know, I, it's funny when I think of stories, I think of individual one-shot stories. Oh, okay. So that one, and, and then the one, the, the spectacular Spider Kid. Oh yeah, that one's good. With Ali Ott, I think was his name. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's see. And for the token clone saga comment, bring back Baby May into the 616 continuity, please. <laughs> this was last comment. Uh, Spider Tour from New York City says, Howard, let's settle this once and for all. Were you writer X? <laughs> I, I think we addressed this earlier. <laughs> He's not answering. <laughs> Howard and Tom, both of you have worked as writers and as editors. As editors, how much of a hand did each of you have in creating or crafting stories? And as writers, how much of a hand did your editors have in shaping yours? And that, that's a that's a, a well worded question, I have to say, because mm-hmm. um, using the, the the term crafting um, in in terms of the the editorial process, I think is uh, more apropos. Than, uh, than than creating. I mean, it really depends. I I, I learned early on that uh, the 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 best way to approach the editorial process was to uh, hire the right people <laughs> at the get go and be there as a sounding board. And I mean, I, I learned the sounding board part. Quite frankly, again, you know, getting serious for, from Tom. I, I mentioned this. Um, recently in an interview, I really think Tom is one of the the best story. What's that? That's not. I think he's just a great uh, uh, story guy, and I can't tell you as an editor how many times um, you know I would find myself in Tom's office and say, ah, having a problem with uh, you know this story or this character. I'm not sure quite where we're going to take it. And Tom would just kind of lean back in his chair, look up at the ceiling, and then say, 
oh, I got this idea, and it might suck. <laughs> but you could try, and then he would just rattle off these brilliant ideas that you would take to the writer and pitch to them, and they'd say, oh, yeah, well, I could do something like that. <laughs> so I, I, I found that both as a writer and as an editor, um, you know, I, I preferred an editor that had a subtle approach, and I preferred to be an editor that had a subtle approach. I, Ralph Macchio, as an editor, had the ability to make you believe that the, any idea that he came up with was actually your idea. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't until like a week after it was published, you said, wait a minute, that was Ralph that came up with that. <laughs> um, to me, that that's a good editor. Um, so I, I think that answers <laughs> the question. And he says, uh, thanks for the time and welcome back, Howard. Many most rational fans have missed you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so so let, 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 let's convince the irrational ones. <laughs> uh, Ditko loves green 77 from London, England. His handle means that all of Ditko's early villains were green. <laughs> is there... oh, as soon as he said that, I can't get it out of my head. Isn't it though? Green Goblin, uh, Octavius yeah, is green. Yeah. That has nothing to do with with Kid Goblin's. <laughs> it was the colorist. <laughs> no, really. When you look back at the early stuff, yeah. the heroes were all in the primary colors. Yeah. The the villains were all in the secondary colors. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, he says, to both of you, is there any comic that you have read and you thought, damn, I wish I'd written that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know that we have enough time. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's like, an in- that's like an invention. You see the sham wow, you're like, damn, I wish I would have done it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, so many times I read things and go, oh, man, this is so great. <laughs> Why can't my stuff have it be as good as this? <laughs> yeah. uh, this tech. is a frustrating thing. This guy is going to bring us to tears now. <laughs> Tech uh, from St. Louis, Missouri, who has an avatar of the Green Goblin. Uh, he says, gentlemen, name a weakness of your writing and steps you've taken to overcome it. I tend to drink a lot when I write. No, just... <laughs> Funny story about that. This is not going to answer the question at all, but I, I, I once was in the hospital, and I had a, a Spider-Man story that was was due. Yeah. And I was on a great deal of of medication, uh, painkillers. <laughs> and I had my wife bring me my laptop, and I I got to try to get the story done. So I wrote it, and uh, and I suddenly I got it. I I realized why Edgar Allan Poe and Arthur <laughs> Conan Doyle and and you know and even Hemingway, who was half in the bag, and you know Fitzgerald, all of them. I said I get it. This 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 is amazing. This is the best story I've ever written. And I, I, I sent it into the office, and I got out of the hospital, and I, I, I got down to my, my office one day, and I called up uh, my editor, Ralph Macchio, and I said, hey, Ralph, how you doing? He said, good. And I said, oh, you know, we never spoke about that last Spider-Man plot I sent in. And Ralph, Ralph said, oh, yeah, you know, I had a couple of questions for for you about it. And um, I said, you know what? I haven't reread it since I got out of the hospital. Let me Let me look at it review it, and I'll get back to you. And I started reading it, and it was complete and total gibberish. <laughs> I was fading off in the middle of sentences and running on. Straight. There was nothing about the story that made any sense whatsoever. And I called her up, up and I said, thank you for being so kind. <laughs> but 
I'm assuming your couple of questions started out with, Howard, what the hell is this all about? <laughs> so I, it took me a few days, and I rewrote the story. <laughs> you called him Clark Kent a few times, you know, it's all Oh, wow, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Tom, is but, there... Uh, you know, I, I don't actually know how to answer the, the, the original question. <laughs> Tom, is there a weakness that you find that you have to overcome or something? There are, you know, unfortunately, there are tremendous weaknesses in my work um, that... You know, I see constantly, and, um, you know, I, uh, it's been about, I guess, about a year since I took my last class, but I still take writing classes. Wow. And, and still try to improve. Um, you know, w- you know, one of the weaknesses, you know, I've often seen is I, I, I think sometimes the stories move too slow. Um, when, when Ron and friends and I were first on Amazing Spider-Man, when the comic book would come out, we would go through it and cross off the panels we didn't need. Hmm. Um, so we'd look at the published work and say, "This was, you know, this was a wasted panel. This was a wasted panel. Let's, you know, next issue we got to do better." Right. Um, and we were constantly struggling to to get it, you know, get it better. We we still, you know, rip things, you know, rip Spider Girl apart, figuring, no, yeah, no, this. This whole thing was a waste of, you know, was a waste of two balloons. You know, we, we it's like you're, keep, like you're in the circus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you got to keep, you got to keep trying to get it better. Yeah. So, um, you know, the hassle with with writing is you keep struggling to try to get better. I I think I'm maybe two years away from really learning how to do this correctly, <laughs> um, and I'm hoping, you know. I'm hoping, you know, that, that, that Spider-Girl can last the next two years so that I can, you know, <laughs> just, just get one story out that I really, really like. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you're it's do- Tom, you're doing great. <laughs> it's a thing. Well, you know, thank you, thank you for saying that. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm you're, about you're to, your worst critic. <laughs> I, I, I'm two years or one and a half novels away. <laughs> you're, just, you're trying to get the degree, aren't you? <laughs> the spider yeah, degree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spiderpool279 from uh, Fredre- Fredneck County, Maryland. Uh, for Tom, how long did it actually take you to write the Spider-Man en- Encyclopedia, and when do you plan on coming out with the third edition? How long did it take me? I think that uh, from beginning to end ran about four or five months. Um... And I have no, you know, I, I didn't work on the second edition, and I can just assume that I won't be working on the third one. Okay. So I don't, you know, I, you know, I'm going to guess that the third edition will, will come out just around a few months before Spider-Man 4. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have to update the, the end of it with new data and stuff like that? Yeah, yes, probably go hire somebody else to do that. Oh, that's not... Nope. So they just print your work and put a new guy at, to put the new pages in, or what? I, I'm I'm just assuming so. Okay. Uh, last question from Spidey Dude, who is a big uh, he's the biggest Clone Saga fan I have on my site. So he says, "Hey Tom and Ron, I mean Tom and Howard." <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As the biggest Clone Saga fan on here, I have to say, Howard, thank you for keeping your notes. It's nice to finally see what was supposed to happen. My question is to both of you. I know you both contributed to the Life of Riley articles, and in Howard's case, the book 
that still is being written. Uh, but did yeah. either of you get any missing notes from Glenn Greenberg? I, I'm not sure I understand the question. Um, that, that Life of Riley is a... Well, no, no, I know, I, know, okay. I know the Life of Riley, but I, I'm not sure what we're talking about. Um, I think that the Life of Riley had interviewed Glenn a lot for yes. that. Yeah, I know Glenn was the primary source uh, on the, the uh, Life of Riley um, uh, web right. uh, article. Or okay. a series of articles. Um, okay. So, did, did we get or did we give missing notes to to Glenn Greenberg? Is that what did, the question? Or did we get missing notes? Did you get him? notes from him, or did you did you talk to Glenn at all? I guess we got. No. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I I have seen Glenn actually uh, the Marvel reunion. I saw Glenn. Yeah, no, I saw Glenn then as well. And I I spoke to him for a few minutes, but not. You know, uh, I think this was before the. This clone saga thing was was announced, so I don't think I, I even mentioned it to him. Okay. But you know, Glenn, um, Glenn came in later on. Uh, he he missed the the initial stuff. He wasn't part of the original creative meetings. Right. Um, he came in a, after the you know you know after I was let go as editor in chief in the you know the five editor-in-chiefs came in. So he came in later on. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't have known what the original story was. Right. Uh, his other question is, do you think that Ben Riley can have his own ongoing alternate reality series? How about his 616 series? Uh, you know, I believe Ben Riley can have his own 616 series after this is over. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. Internet cracked in half again. Uh <laughs> Tom, congrats on Web of Spider-Man. Ironic that Mayday saved a canceled title for a change. So is that, is that what hap- is happening to Spider-Girl? Is she being relaunched in Web of Spider-Man is what I've heard? Uh, yeah, that's what I've heard, too. Um, <laughs> is, this, is it an anthology book? Is it a, one, I mean, a regular book? Or, I mean... It's so confusing. <laughs> All right. You know, what happened was they put... Uh, Spider-Girl in um, Amazing Spider-Man Family. Right. And since they put Spider-Girl in there, that book has been selling out every month. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, and they really, you know, and they, you know, mentioned to me that they think they, they, they needed to refocus the title so that they were going to cancel it because um, it was selling out every month. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, come out with a new title called Web of Spider-Man. And you know, at the time, I said, "Well, what does this mean?" I said, "Nothing. You just keep on doing what you're doing." Because <laughs> <laughs> um, every month, Spider-Girl is still going to come out on on Marvel Digital, right? Um, Marvel Digital content, Marvel Digital Universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Marvel Digital is called. <laughs> I think it's just Marvel Digital, is what it's called. Okay, so uh, every month Spider-Girl will continue coming out there, and then later the, 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 the online stories will be reprinted in, in Web of Spider-Man. Okay. Did, so Sp- Spider-Girl is still going, out, okay. going on. Okay. So will it be a big book, kind of like Family was? Will it have more than just one story in it? or? I, I assume it will be a, you know, a larger anthology like okay. Spider-Man Family, but since Spider-Man Family, I think 
change the number of pages a couple of times. I don't really yeah. know okay. how many pages are going to be there. Or... We'll, we'll look for it in the solicitations. It's coming soon. Yeah. So. I, I'd like to say, you know, I, I should know more about this, but the last time I did that, I got into trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble. And uh, he does just fine all by himself. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And the last thing uh, Spidey Dude says is, Howard, from all of us to you, welcome back. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> and that's our last question. And I want to thank all the people from around the world. They 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 love you guys. <laughs> They're really happy. Well, well, we love us too. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go, uh, Howard, talk a bit about uh, the Clone Saga. Do you have anything else coming up after the Clone Saga wraps up? Uh, no, as I said earlier, I have a few other projects um, outside of Marvel. Tom and I have spoken about doing some other stuff together since it's been uh, uh, a lot of fun. But um, I don't know, not, not, nothing, nothing that I, uh, I can I can speak to right now. Hopefully, the Ben Riley ongoing is what. That, we're that, well, the, between the Ben Riley and the Morbius series, <laughs> I'm going to have my hands pretty full. So, gang, look for it coming up September 2009, right? Clone Saga. That is correct. Issue one, if you <laughs> unless they decide that it's done so soon that they'll uh, they'll ship it earlier. And reiterate, guys, this, if they if the Ben Riley fans want to put their money where their mouth is, they gotta or, they gotta buy this series. Absolutely, this yeah. is their their chance. And that wraps up our conversation with Tom and Howard. Again, I want to thank both of the fellows for taking time to talk to us. So you heard it here first, folks. If you want a Ben Riley solo series, please support this miniseries. And you can do that by pre-ordering the book at mailordercomics.com. How's that for a segue? They have the book uh, 38% off the cover price. The regular price is 4 bucks. Mail order has it for $2.47. So check it out at mailordercomics.com. And again, that's the Spider-Man, the clone side. Miniseries. Gang, as always, thanks for listening and visiting the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas.